you're here with us today, and uh, we're going to lift the Lord up in praise together, so uh, it talks about how that the things that we all go through things, and that God's bigger than all of it, so um, together as a body, we can just say amen for all the things that um, God does in our lives, and how we can count on him, so sing with us as we lift them up in praise together, we're going to sing all the people said amen. You are not alone If you are lonely When you feel afraid You're not the only We are all the same In need of mercy To be forgiven and be free It's all you got to lean on But thank God it's all you need And all the people said amen Whoa, and all the people said amen Give thanks to the Lord For His love never ends And all the people said amen If you're rich or poor Well, it don't matter Weak or strong, you know Love is what we're after We're all broken, but we're all in this together God knows we stumble and fall And He so loved the world He sent His Son to save us all And all the people said Amen Whoa, and all the people said Amen Give thanks to the Lord For His love never ends And all the people said Amen Blessed are the poor in spirit who are torn apart. Blessed are the persecuted and the pure in heart. Blessed are the people hungry for another star. For this is the kingdom, the kingdom of God. And all the people said amen. And all the people said amen. Thanks to the Lord, for His love never ends. And all the people said, Amen. Blessed are the poor in spirit who are torn apart. Blessed are the persecuted in the pure in heart. Blessed are the people hungry for another star. For this is the kingdom, the kingdom of God. And all the people said amen And all the people said amen Give thanks to the Lord For His love never ends And all the people said amen Hallelujah. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, I come before you and just thank you that we can in one accord agree with your word. When we all the people say amen, that means we are agreeing with who you are and what you are, Father. May we continue to do so. Father, if there's one here today that is not in agreement, someone here today that has not bowed that knee or, or allowed their, their soul and their spirit and their heart to just be given over to you fully, if there's someone who has not truly allowed you to be Lord of their life, may something transpire in this place today whether it be in word, whether it be in deed, whether a handshake, a, a song, I don't know. But whatever needs to happen to grab their attention, may it be so today.
Make yourself so overwhelmingly known this day, Father, I pray that everyone here will truly surrender their heart to you. And God, those of us who do know you, may we be able to say that it's been great to be in your house, but even more so that we left here a little more changed to be like you. Father, may your will be done this day. Be with those that will be giving some testimonies later. And God, I just thank you for what you're doing in this place. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. It's good seeing everybody this morning. We got quite a few that's traveling today. Uh, Keep them in prayer. The the good thing is, as far as I can think, uh, as far as I know, we have nobody in the hospital right now. That's pretty awesome. (laughs) That's a good thing. And now, now there's oftentimes that happens. It just seems like for a while there, it, it wasn't. But praise the Lord. God is good, and, and he's still on the throne. So walk around, stick your hand out, shake somebody's hand, give them a hug, something. But let them know it's good to be in God's house, and God's still on the throne. Amen. Through my disappointments, strife and discontentment, I cast my every care upon the Lord. No matter what obsession, pain or deep depression, I'm standing on the solid rock. I'm standing on the rock, on the rock of ages, safe from every storm. All the storm that rages, reaching the boundary. Not by Satan's wages, I'm standing on the solid rock. Even though he's gone now, I don't feel alone now. With comfort came the Spirit of the Lord. Now with his hand to guide me, from temptations hide me. I'm standing on the solid rock. I'm standing on the rock. On the rock of ages, Satan every storm, all the storm that rages, reaching the bummery out. Not by Satan's wages, I'm standing on the solid rock. And now I'm pressing onward, each step leads me homeward, I'm trusting in my Savior day by day. And close is our relation, firm is its foundation, on the solid rock I'll stay. I'm standing on the rock, on the rock of ages, Satan never stormed, all the storm that rages, reaching the bummery out, not by Satan's wages, I'm standing on the solid rock. I'm standing on the rock, on the rock, on the rock of ages, same as the storm, all the storms that rages, reaching the bummery not by Satan's wages, I'm standing on the solid rock. Must be nice to be rich. All right. Good to see everybody this morning. Just just a few announcements real quick while everybody's get, getting back to their seats. Really just a couple I want to grab a hold of. Uh, the remind everyone too, our prayer and offering columns, we don't pass a plate in this church. There is, a, uh, We believe that that is a, an act of obedience between you and the Lord, and I wouldn't, we do not feel as though we should make anyone feel as though they've been shamed or, or guilted into doing that. That should be between you and God. So your tithes go, and offerings go into the front and back columns, prayer and offering columns. Also, too, if you do have any prayer requests and maybe you're not able to make it to Thursday night prayer meeting, 
and you would like that to get on the prayer list, uh, the, there's a tear-off piece of your bulletin. So tear that off, fill that out, and put that prayer request at the bottom and drop it into one of those tithing columns, and that way we know to pray over that on Thursday nights. And hopefully there are folks who break out that prayer list every day throughout the week and, and pray over those things specifically. So that, that's the columns. Also, if you're wanting to give over and above your ties to the sound, to the IT, to the screens that we want to put up here, there's a box in the back back there. It says, um, I think it says sound, uh, something of that nature. There's a little black box on the tithing column. However, you can also just annotate it on your check and drop it into one of the other boxes too. So that, that's important if you'd like to do that. The other thing I'd like to mention is this week, uh, we, we do not have any camps this coming week. However, the following week will be our RA and GA camp. So be praying now for the leadership and everything of that. If you didn't know, the, the man that was kind of, uh, he was director for many years and behind the scenes director somewhat, uh, passed away. So this will be the first year in many years without him. I think Mr. Schlitt and John and the other leadership will do very well. Schlitt, Paul Schlitt, that's how you say it, Schlitt. I knew, as I was speaking, wait a minute, that didn't click right. Uh, Mr. Schlett and John and other, the rest of the leadership will do a fine job. However, we should continue to lift them in our prayers and the young boys and girls that are going to be going and having a hopefully good time at camp, but a, mainly a spiritual time at camp. The following week after that is our church camp out Pal- at Palmetto State Park. Now, we've gone to Potter's Creek every year, and then last year we had to cancel because of the floods, and this year because of finances, they never did build the park back up. So rather than cancel two years in a row, we decided to go right here uh, in Luling to the Palmetto State Park. If you didn't know that, I think it's probably too late to get any more campsites. However, the, you, if you're tent camping, there are those of us that have campsites that you might be able to tag along with. So make sure to let me know if you need to do that. Also, too, the other question I wanted to throw out there is I'm not sure who all is going this year. It's how it wasn't Potter's Creek. I know a lot of folks said, well, I don't know about Palmetto. If you are going and are going to be camping out there, if you could get with me and let me know just so I know who all, so we can put together the meal and things of that nature that we have. We're going to also, usually we have our meal on Saturday night. This year, because the refectory, the building that's right on the river that we're going to be having church at, has a kitchen and things of that nature, but it also was already rented out for Saturday night. We're going to have it Sunday. So our meal is going to be after the church services on Sunday right there on the river, and like I said, they have a kitchen right there in a little serving area. It's a beautiful building uh, built by the CCC group back in the 30s. If you haven't seen it, uh, we're going to have a really good time. But if you can get with me, if you're going to be camping out there so we can coordinate uh, our meals, our, our meal after church celebration out there. Those that aren't camping but are hoping to just come out that Sunday, please feel free to, and welcome. We're going to have plenty to eat. Uh, God's Word's going to be being lifted up. It's gonna, we're going to have a great time. We're still going to have church services here for those that aren't coming. But if you want to come out to Palmetto State Park and have fun with us that Sunday, please feel free to do that as well. Um, I think that is the parks. Uh, Let me know for dinner. I think that's enough announcements this morning. And I just realized I didn't check the list to see whose day it was. Is it John, is it your day this morning? Looks that way. Come on up, brother. I apologize for not getting with you first. Father God, I just lift up my brother this morning and just ask in the name of Jesus that you will just bless him for his willingness to come and share the word. And may we not hear John, but hear you through him. Bless his family, Lord God, for, for being here. And I thank you for what you do through them. In Jesus' name, amen.
Matthew chapter 19, starting in verse 16. Just then, someone came up and asked Jesus, Teacher, what good must I do to have eternal life? Why do you ask me about what is good? Jesus asked him. There is only one good, uh, one who is good. If you want internal, internal life, keep the commandments. Which ones? He asked him. Jesus answered, Do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother. Love your neighbor as yourself. I've kept all of these, the young man told him. What do I still lack? If you want to be perfect, Jesus said to him, Go sell your belongings and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. When the young man heard this command, he went away grieving, because he had many possessions. Then Jesus said to his disciples, I assure you it will be hard for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were utterly astonished. Then who can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, With, with men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Now let's look at Luke chapter 19. Starting in verse 1. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. There was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. He was trying to see Jesus, but he was not able to because of the crowd, since he was a short man. So running ahead, he climbed up a sycamore tree to see Jesus, since he was about to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus! Hurry and come down, because today I must stay at your house. So he quickly came down and welcomed him joyfully. All who saw it began to complain. He's gone to lodge with a sinful man. But Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, I'll give half my possessions to the poor, Lord. And I, if I have extorted anything from anyone, I'll pay back four times as much. Today salvation has come to this house, Jesus told him because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and save the lost. I like to say the rich man was seeking eternal life without a relationship with Jesus Christ. Zacchaeus was seeking a relationship with Christ. He was seeking God's face, and he found salvation. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you so much for this time of fellowship, this time of worship, this time to study your word. And, and, and uh, we ask that you would, uh, you would speak through the, the worship team and, and Pastor Frank, and we just thank you so much that we can, we can come here and worship today. And we ask that you would uh, be here and guide this entire worship service according to your will. We thank you for your many blessings in the name of Jesus. For yours is the kingdom, power, and the glory forever. Amen. Praise God. How many people out there think that God inhabits the praises of his people? Amen. Okay. How many of you feel like God's here now? Amen. Awesome. Let's lift them up in praise together. <laughs> How many people feel God is here now? Bless the Lord. As for me, God came and found me 
As for me, he took me home. As for me, he gave me a family. And I'll never walk alone in my life. I'm soaked in blessing. And in heaven, there's a great reward. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I got Jesus, Jesus. He calls me for his own. And he lifts me, he lifts me above the world I know. God is in the house, there is no doubt. God is in the house, can't keep him out. As for you, as for me, we're going to serve the Lord. As for me, God came and found me. As for me, he took me home. As for me, he gave me a family. And I'll never walk alone in my life. I'm soaked in blessing. And in heaven, there's a great reward. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I got Jesus, Jesus. He calls me for his own. And he lifts me, he lifts me above the world I know. God is in the house, there is no doubt. God is in the house, can't keep him out. As for you, as for me, we're going to serve the Lord. As for me, God came and found me. As for me, he took me home. As for me, he gave me a family. And I'll never walk alone in my life. I'm soaked in blessing. And in heaven, there's a great reward. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I got Jesus, Jesus. He calls me for his own. And he lifts me, he lifts me above the world I know. God is in the house, there is no doubt. God is in the house, can't keep him out. As for you, as for me, we're going to serve the Lord. Well, so Lord, if you're going through things and you have things on your mind, we know that um, God gave us a promise that if he said that if, if we keep our eyes on the cross, that won't be, we won't be lost and that our burdens are lifted there at Calvary. So let's sing together, um, Burdens Are Lifted at Calvary. Um, if you don't know the, the words or the tune, it's really easy. Um, you'll pick up on it right away. Days are filled with sorrow and care, hearts are lonely and drear. Burdens are lifted at Calvary, Jesus is very near. Burdens are lifted at Calvary, Calvary. Calvary, burdens are lifted at Calvary, Jesus is very near. Cast your care on Jesus today, leave your worry and fear. 
burdens are lifted at Calvary. Jesus is very near. Burdens are lifted at Calvary. Calvary, Calvary. Burdens are lifted at Calvary. Jesus is very near. Troubled soul, the Savior can see every heartache and tear. Burdens are lifted at Calvary. Jesus is very near. Burdens are lifted at Calvary. Calvary, Calvary, burdens are lifted at Calvary, Jesus is very near. Bless the Lord. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I lay down. I will cling to the old cross and exchange it someday for a crown Oh, that old rugged cross so despised by the world has a wondrous attraction for me for the dear Lamb of God left His glory above to bear it to dark Calvary. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross Till my trophies at last I lay down I will cling to the old rugged cross And exchange it someday for a crown In the old rugged cross Stained with blood so divine, a wondrous beauty 
sacrifice that you made for us that we might have our relationship restored with you and we just pray that you'd open our ears to hear what you would have us to hear as the message is brought forth and just pray that you'd anoint the pastor with your holy spirit as he brings forth the word that you've given and just pray that you'd help us to seek to be salt and light to those about us so that we can reach out and save the lost in jesus name we pray amen the glory this morning amen Before I bring the message today, we're going to be in the book of John. However, uh, as most of y'all know, we just got back from youth camp, and and many of the youth aren't here today, but the few that are, some of them like to get up and share with you what transpired at camp this year. Now, one of the neat things I would say after the music this morning, it was neat hearing these kids. Usually youth camp music's pretty robust. Well, this year the music was just like what you just heard, and they were still happy and streaming and praising the Lord very you know, it's very slow, you know, very respectful, I guess you could say. I don't know what, that kind of music. And it was neat hearing these youth truly wanting to worship the Lord and, and just opening their heart to that. So I praise God for that, and I praise God for what all transpired this week. And I'm going to ask Carla and the youth to come on up and, pardon? Glory. Glory. Amen. Come on up, and they're going to come on up, and some of them are going to share this morning. Amen. And Corey's not a youth, but he's here. No, I'm just kidding. Youth at heart. There you go. Oh, it was like, everybody can hear me fine? No. Let me bring it down to your level. There you go. I didn't know it'd go that low. <laughs> we 
just got back from camp. I have to be good. <laughs> no, seriously, I'm just going to kind of tell you what a day of camp consists of. Uh, there were 11 of us that went, nine students, two sponsors to youth camp. And uh, there were close to 900 kids, teenagers. <laughs> so we were with 900 teenagers all week. And But before I start, I just want to thank all of you, one, for your prayers, and two, uh, I really appreciate your scholarships. We all do. Some of these kids couldn't go without your help. And uh, I want to also thank Bob for teaching class Thursday night for us. Thank you, Bob. Um, so how many of you know what abbreviations are? Everybody knows abbreviations or cyber abbreviations. So what does LOL mean? Laugh out loud. SMH? Shaking my head. R-O-F-L? Rolling on the floor laughing. Okay, so you, you get it, huh? You know what these are? B-R-B? Be right back. T-Y? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we know who does all this. N-P? No problem. S-O-M-L? Story of my life. Story of my life, and that's what our theme was this week, story of my life, and it was based on Proverbs sixty-six sixteen, and it says, come and listen, all who fear God, and I will tell what he has done for me, and that's what everything was based around telling your story, and does your story point to God, and so uh, I'm going to run through a typical, did I say, <laughs> the picture of us just went up there. Oh, <laughs> okay. okay. Oh no. Why did that get put in there? Okay. <laughs> All right. A typical day. Here's here's how youth camp goes. I don't think we've ever gone through a typical day with you. So here's how it goes. You start at seven thirty, and everyone is given one of these books. And in this book, it's got uh, places for you to have a day, a morning devotional. And so you have your quiet time in the morning, and you go through the devotional and a place to write notes. It also has a place for Bible study notes and worship notes. And so everyone has the book. It's got the schedule, and this is how we start our day. This is how we're supposed to start our day. And then we go to breakfast, and after breakfast we have wreck. <laughs> Some of those are really horrible. Uh, and after wreck, we go to Bible study. And uh, it's a big group. Uh, it was led by Josh Humbert, who was very good. And then we have, we get off in our little church group time, and so we go to our church groups. Then we have lunch, and after lunch is some free time, and that's also when we have a sponsor meeting. And that's when the kids will have their, they can go swimming or, or play um, uh, bazooka ball or do the ropes or, or challenge your course or whatever. Or catch up on their sleep. And then at 4 o'clock, there were afternoon electives, and they were, all, they were really, really good. And so uh, Tuesday, the electives were worship leader foundations, or you could choose uh, tales from the mission field. The Wednesday was um, Bible studies, how to, put, how, to, how to write and put Bible studies in order, and um, tell your story how to write and tell your testimony. And then uh, Thursday was a worship musical foundations and social media. How to use social media to spread the gospel. And so, and then uh, after those, we would have dinner. And then there was always an evening event. 
we had a tacky prom night, so we got to take stuff for tacky prom. I'm sure you've seen some of the pictures. Uh, Wednesday was Fire and Ice, where they had the big uh, blow-ups, inflatables, and they had pretend snow. You know what pretend snow is in South Texas? Soap. It's soap. <laughs> it was. It, it looked really pretty, but it was soap. <laughs> so it was soap. And then Thursday we had a Spartan color run, and then uh, we had a. We would end up with after that worship and uh, church group time and then lights out at midnight. And lights were never out at midnight. <laughs> they were never out at midnight. And just a couple of little things because I know they, I'm not going to go into too much of what we've done, but John Minton was the missionary from Madagascar. And he told a story of a man who had tumors all through his body that had a month to live. This guy knew he was dying and he was in severe pain. <coughs> And uh, he called for John Minton, and John Minton led him to Christ, and he just, he, John Minton asked him, would you be willing to give your life up for someone else? And, of course, knowing he had a month to live, he goes, of course, <laughs> I would do that. You know, I, I have nothing to live for. I would give my life up. And then the next day, he called John Minton and said, God healed me. And John said, what do you mean? He said, I woke up this morning. My stomach was not hard. I feel great. I feel better than I've feel, felt in years. God healed me. And uh, his tumors were gone. That was, it was awesome. It, and, and he went on to go. He wanted to be baptized in his village. That was, you know, a four-hour walk from his house, from where he was living then. He wanted to go home because that's where his family was and tell them about it and be baptized there. And he became a preacher. This man became a preacher. But the funny thing is, all of these speakers were real. They were just real. Uh, John Minton said when, when this man told him, God healed me, he thought, God didn't heal you. We didn't pray for that. You know, <laughs> how often do we think that way? We didn't pray for God to heal you. Could he heal you? We didn't ask him. <laughs> so, yeah, we tend to do that. We tend to think that way. But it was so good. And uh, one other thing that's really stuck out to me, which you know, these things you know, but every single book, going with our theme of uh, your story, you know, tell your story. Every, every book in the Bible points to King Jesus. Every book in the Bible, just uh, from Genesis to Revelations, there's a name for him. I'm not going to go through all of them, but just just to so you understand what I'm talking about. In Genesis, he's the creator and promised redeemer. In Exodus, he's the Passover lamb. Leviticus, he's the high priest. And every single book points to King Jesus. Every story in Scripture points to our Lord and Savior. And so the question is, does my life point to King Jesus? And that was the challenge this this week. Do we point to King Jesus? So I will give it to Amber. Um, I do not expect, this is not my first camp, and it's not going to be my last. Um, when we left, I had this heaviness in my heart and everywhere, 
it was hard to breathe at times and I just couldn't focus and the first night there I just saw how some of these people praised God with all they've had even if they went through the most troubled of times they always praised God and um, the second night the pastor had said that if you have to let go of things that distract us to let go of things that take us away from God and so I went to back with the others that wanted to help let go of things. And after that, we went to church study group, and I picked up a rock, and after quarter was done speaking to the group, I got up and um, showed what I was letting go. As some of y'all know, my dad died last year, and I blamed myself for his death. I thought I caused him stress. I thought I did things. I thought if, if I moved with my mom when I turned 11, like she offered, that he would still be here with us. I blame myself for eating the food and using the electricity and needing money for school and church events. I blame myself, but I also blame God for letting it happen. <laughs> um, some of y'all have heard the saying, when you're in the garden, which flower do you pick? Most of y'all would pick the most beautiful ones, right? Well, to God, my dad was the most beautiful one. And I told them that me letting go of the rock was me letting go of the idea that my dad's death is my fault because I knew it wasn't. And um, letting go of the rock I just felt that heaviness lift because that night it was so unbearing. I couldn't breathe without struggling. And as soon as that rock hit the ground, that heaviness was gone. I could breathe again. And just knowing that it wasn't my fault, letting go of that, <clears throat> it was something I can't explain unless you felt it yourself. And meeting other people that have had the same story that I do, the same struggles that I've went through, but they still point everything to God. Every blessing just made me wonder why I let myself get distracted, why I let myself even think that in the first place. So, so camp was pretty fun. Uh, came up here now. I forgot what I was going to say. But um, I'd say... Oh, yeah. Um, well, I was going to tell some dorm stories. Or, uh, but first, I wanted to, to share uh, Shane Pruitt's way of, uh, of talking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He... Uh, He's told the story, like I've heard many times, but then he said, uh, when the, before they were in the fire, they were bound, but once they were thrown in there, they were walking freely about, like, and uh, Jesus was with them. It's like, uh, so just remember, like, whenever you're in the furnace, that's when you get set free. So, yeah. Also, we had some interesting cabin buddies at camp.
they were pretty creepy. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I really felt bad for uh, John. He had a, a friend to sleep next to, and uh, let my dad elaborate on that. <laughs> okay, so um, my week was a lot different than theirs uh, because I did a grad program this year. I actually didn't really hang out with these guys much at all. Um, and so I got up in the morning and I had the same Bible, uh, Bible study quiet time by myself. I went to breakfast and then as soon as following breakfast, instead of going direct, I went to Bible study with Shane Pruitt and he was also our pastor. And so um, the first day he kind of just... Uh, told us that we were going to be sharing testimonies all week. And we had a day to prepare. And then the second day, we'd have other people. So raise your hand if you want to share your testimony kind of thing. Um, so I shared mine on uh, the next day, on Tuesday. Uh, yeah, no, Wednesday. And so um, there was also a lot of people who shared their testimonies. And it was just kind of crazy to see, like, how everyone had different things. Um, after my Bible study, we went to rec, and our rec consisted of three different things. You either went to the ropes course, which was a zip line and a swing. You went canoeing, or you went and played this game called bazooka ball. You have, like, um, uh, what are they called? Paintball guns. And um, there's little softballs that you put on the top and hit each other with them. It's fun. Um, then I went to lunch, and normally I spent lunch with um, our group of grads, got split into three different groups of 15 people, and the, our 15 people group got extremely close during the week. Um, we spent lunch together most days and then most of our free time, and then after free time we went to and did like our different nighttime activities, and then at night, almost immediately following the service, we had our quiet time with our church, but then I went to um, our grad program at night, and our grad program at night sometimes didn't end until like one um and it was supposed to end at like twelve thirty. it did sometimes but we all just played games and hung out and talked and uh the whole week for me was just completely uh completely crazy I started off I went to church last Sunday at um my church that I was going to for the last two summers while I was working at Alto Frio and I got there and the pastor I went to his bible study and um they're going over revelations right now. And we were talking about different trials that we go through. Uh, one of the things was the factor of how sometimes he wishes that God would just, like, flick off Satan sometimes. Just, like, get him away and so we don't have to go through any trials or go through any kind of, like, things. And um, I felt the exact opposite. Um, and I, I spoke about that with him, about how I feel like God bring Satan into our lives to show us and humble us. If we only had the good in our lives all the time, how much would we not rely on God and how much would we actually think that we needed God? Um, and so I felt the exact opposite on that. And so I started off my week with that thought really heavy in my mind. And um, our the whole week, all we ended up really talking about was the trials that God puts us through and the different things that God puts us through and how they all happen for a reason. And the reason may not be... Um, because we feel deserving or whatever it is. It's because we need that to prove God in our lives. Um, and so that was what my whole, like, thing was. On Tuesday, like Amber was saying, we all threw, like, we he talked about um, burning our different sins and um, burning our different um, trials and things we go through and taking that out of our lives. And um, my thing was 
I needed to focus more on my relationship with God than trying to find something to distract my mind from um, different trials that do go on on in my life. Because there's often um, different things that do happen in my life that I'm just, I focus more on that than focusing on God to help me with it. And so um, I decided on Tuesday um, that I was going to refocus my life and refocus that idea and realize that um, the trials that I'm going through and the things that I'm going through aren't my own. I don't have to do it on my own either. Um, So that was pretty much my entire week. Our testimonies were pretty awesome. It was really crazy to see how many of us had gone through the exact same things and had, uh, we were capable of hurting together, but also being able to change our lives together and count on each other uh, reliable and being able to talk to each other about those different things. Um, I wanted to share out of James 1, there is um, a verse, starting verse 2. I'm going to read 2 through 4. It says, Consider it a great joy, my brothers, whenever you experience various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. But endurance must do its complete work so that you may mature and complete, and complete, lacking nothing. And so... That really spoke to me. I actually found this verse a long time ago, and I found it again throughout this week. And it really spoke to me in the factor of, like, the trials that I'm going through are just going to better my relationship with God and are just going to help me. And that I don't have to rely on my own understanding. I don't have to rely on who I am. I can just rely on God. And um, especially going into uh, college, it is really hard on um, me thinking that I'm about to be on my own. I'm moving three hours away. I'm not going to have people right there to count, like, to be reliant on. I'm going to be by myself. And so um, realizing that I don't have to rely on myself for that and rely on what I'm going to be going through and that I can use God as a tool in my life. And that was a whole other aspect that we talked about was how um, it's so much easier to live for God at camp. It's so much easier to live for God when you're surrounded by people who live for God. And how much harder it's going to be going, because all of us are going our separate ways by ourselves, and um, none of us have really gone through that. And um, it was just crazy to think about the fact that as long as we're living for God and as long as we stay strong, we'll always have each other, even if we're miles and miles apart. And most of all, we'll always have God, and we're always praying for each other. So it was really cool to meet some people who had that aspect in that same principle in their mind. I'll tell you guys, I've been going on and off to this camp uh, since 91 as a youth myself and now a counselor. And I will say this is the worst cabin buddies we've ever had. (laughs) I have some stories to tell you guys. Uh, right when we got there, the other church was already there, so uh, it was a bigger church, probably about maybe 20 of them. So we went back and got into our beds, and as soon as we started getting into our beds, the kids from the other cabin kept coming up, from the other church, coming up asking me, you know, who's sleeping here, who's sleeping here, pointing towards one of our beds. And if you guys know, they're all bunk beds, and they're, like, pushed up against each other. So I told them, well, that's one of my, uh, my youth named John. So they started giving me all these horror stories of John's bed buddy, the one that's sleeping right next to him. And just, I'm just like in awe and shock. I'm like, wow. So that night as we're getting ready for bed, they keep telling the stories now that John's in the cabin. And you can see John just crunched up against a rail as close, as far as away as he can from that other kid. 
and then the lights go out, and there's a few seconds of silence, and all you hear is that kid go, and I like snuggling. <laughs> Couldn't see him, but I could just picture John's eyes, like, bulging out. Um, next day was pretty funny. We were actually, um, during break time, we were actually in the cabin sitting down and talking, and John looks at Jaden and says, you know what, Jaden, I'm going to take one for the team. I'm going to trade beds with you. And Jaden's like, nope, <laughs> nope. Um, if you guys have ever spent stayed in a cabin with 30-plus youth, you guys know it's going to smell like dirty feet. Within five minutes of walking in there, keep in mind, this is day one. Within five minutes of walking in there, it already smelled pretty bad, like dirty feet. Um, next day, it got so bad, um, we had a five-minute reprieve when one of our uh, youth dropped his cologne bottle and it spilled all over the floor. So I was like, yes, but it only lasted about five minutes. And then it came back. Um, I will tell you, uh, this cabin, the other church, first night, I'll be honest with you, our guys were pretty much thrown into darkness. I was already kind of dozing on and off because it was already a long day for me. I didn't sleep much the night before. <clears throat> but this other church was saying some pretty bad things, you know. Um, let's just say ungodly things. I won't go into detail. And I was where, you know, where you're in sleep and you can hear it and you want to say something, but you keep dozing off. That's where I was at. And I kept trying to say something, and I would doze off again. Keep in mind that their camp counselor wasn't saying nothing. And I thought it was pretty cool when one of our youth spoke up and said, you know, we are in church camp. Let's act accordingly. And I'm thankful he did that. I know the Lord led him, and I'm glad to say he, he's mine. So I own him. But um, it was pretty cool because after that, it kind of you heard the awkward silence. And then a few minutes later, they started talking, but it was a lot cleaner talk, let's just say. So, um, and then it's my understanding that uh, it must have hit the counselor as well, because that next night during uh, their uh, church time, apparently he had a pretty good talk with them. So, and it also opened the door for me as well. I was able to actually minister to one of their, their youth as well. So that was pretty awesome. Um, it was kind of funny, because they kept us up till 2 or 3 a.m. every single night talking, the other cabin. And then the last night, my guys asked, hey, you know, do you mind if we stay up late? And I'm like, yeah, that's the last night. Go ahead, no problem. And it was funny because as soon as my guy started talking loud, one of their guys came and said, you know, we do have to wake up early in the morning. I so wanted to tell them something, but I had to bite my tongue. And, uh, but it was pretty funny. A um, couple things that actually uh, spoke out to me this week. Um, I will say there was quite a few times I was just speechless because of everything I saw and saw the Lord working. I could not put in word. I know one night Miss Carla asked me, uh, my thoughts of the day of the week so far, and I was just, I was speechless. I couldn't put it into words. But a couple of things that stuck out to me was once during the Bible study, and he was talking about the blank faith contract. Many of us want to uh, sign a contract over to God, and we want to say, I will serve you if, and we use that big word, if, if you, you know, keep my family healthy, if you, you know, help me money-wise, if, 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 if. And what we should do is it just simply sign the bottom of the contract, and just hand it over to him and let him fill it in. So that's something that really stuck out to me. Um, one thing he told us, I don't know if you guys heard this last week, uh, apparently somewhere in San Antonio, some guy was pumping gas, and he spilled a bunch of gas on his arm. So he wiped it off as good as he could, um, started driving off and not thinking about it, lit a cigarette, dropped an ash on his arm and started catching on fire. So he actually went down his window and started waving it trying to get the fire to go out. <clears throat> and a cop saw him and pulled him over. And the cop actually arrested him. You guys know why the cop arrested him? He was waving a firearm. 
the funny thing is when the pastor told us that, one of our younger guys really thought that was true, and he could not understand why the cop would arrest him. He kept, he kept saying, isn't the cop there to help? Why would he arrest him? Is the guy okay? And we must explain to him what, about a dozen times, and I still don't think he comprehended it. Um, we did have a night uh, about distractions in our path, you know, and uh, the pastor talked about he did a camp about three or four years ago where he told them, and some of the youth had their cars there, and they went out and got their stuff and just burnt it, you know, made a big little fire and burnt it. So it kind of became a joke this week that when something was a distraction to you, that you were to burn it. And we were talking one Thursday night, I mean one night during a, during a church group, and we were talking about people being a distraction to you. And it was so funny because as serious as can be, Miss Carla said, you must find them and burn them, burn them all. And we were talking about people, so that was kind of scary. So I want to make sure I stay on Miss Carla's good side. Um, there was so much that was good. I can't think of all of it, to be honest with you. I've seen some of our youth step up um, and do stuff I wasn't sure they could do. But we, you know, we gave them the opportunity, and they did. And I thought that was awesome. I will tell you, if you guys want to search our webpage, which is One Accord Student Ministries, on Facebook, you will find one of our youth eating a piece of gum from the gum tree. If you don't know what that is, that is a tree that people have been putting their gum on for years. And one of our guys did it. Yes. He ate five pieces. Yeah, sorry. Only, I think only one piece was actually caught on film, but he ate five pieces. And you guys will also see a video of somebody going down the slide. So that's it for me. Thank you. And then Okay. All right. He reminded me, though, because he told his dorm story. Of course, he didn't tell you what graffiti was in the bathroom. He says, your mama went to college. <laughs> that was the graffiti. And he didn't tell you about the bunk beds that were in the bathroom. Their dorm was so small that a set of bunk beds were in the bathroom. <laughs> and the other counselor happened to have one of those. And apparently... Someone else needed the bathroom, and this other counselor goes, Oh, why does my bed have to be in here? <laughs> but I just have one girl dorm story. We, it was amazing because we had 30-some-odd girls. We were packed to the limit, and it was drama-free. Guys, there is a God, and that is a miracle. <laughs> it was drama-free, even when our bathroom didn't work. This many girls had no showers, no toilets, and no sinks. What had happened is the plumbing the, it backed up and started coming out of the drain in the floor in the middle of the bathroom. So the bathroom was off limits. And so we had to put a barricade up there. And Alto Frio worked so good. Uh, one of the counselors had a van that we shuttled back across the campus to the showers and the, the restroom at the, where the pool is. But this happened after, at the end of the day, so it was the at the night, and uh, they opened a, a room across the street from us so we could use the bathroom. It was a hotel room, so, you know, we couldn't sit on the beds or anything, but we had access to the bathroom across the street, which I forgot to tell these girls. And so 5 o'clock in the morning, 
I didn't, she didn't wake me up, but Kat really had to go to the bathroom. And she was dark. She climbs down from her bunk and starts to go and hits. We had the bathroom blocked off with a chair so no one would go in it. So she hits the chair and it reminds her, oh, there's no bathroom. So she goes outside and she thought the shuttle would be there taking us back and forth. But it wasn't there at 5 o'clock in the morning. So she's, you know, having issues. What am I going to do? I, I really have to go. So she looks around for the c- closest tree. <laughs> and so, you know, she didn't. Uh, that's what was. A, <laughs> it wasn't the gum tree. But uh, so she finds the closest tree and then looks for the closest leaf. <laughs> and she says she got to that point and all of a sudden she sees a flashlight. <laughs> so uh, we did have our, our little bit of a drama experience as well. And, and God is good. It was a good camp. And I thank you so much for your prayers and your, your time. Um, and can I say a prayer? Just of praise father god in heaven i do come to you for your you are our king and i just give you praise and glory and i thank you for the time that we had this last week i thank you for your provision your provision financially your provision safe for our safety lord and and to work on the lives of the counselors and the students lord god to remember who you are and to to learn to tell our story and and to and to teach us how our story needs to point to you. I give you praise and glory in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. One more thing. Which, by the way, just the potty story of the dorm. This is Kat, and she marked her territory on the tree outside. Chris, you mind if I pick this up? I promise not to drop it too hard. Instead of preaching, guys, this message I had, because it is getting late, let me just share with you, uh, in one of the quiet times, Chris Carla asked, what did you get from what the pastor said? And I shared that I loved one of the analogies that he brought forth. Now, the pastor brought this analogy, and I'm going to share it with you this morning. He was holding a basketball. Now, I don't have a basketball, so I'll I'll take the guitar that I don't really even know how to hold. In this, how much would this guitar be worth? Roughly, probably a couple hundred bucks, probably something like that. A couple hundred dollars in my hands. How much is this guitar worth? Probably a couple hundred bucks. However, if somebody was to take this guitar and place it in the hands of, uh, uh, of course, he's dead now, but somebody like Stevie Ray Vaughan or or Eddie Van Halen or I don't know if any but country music people can play a guitar well, but you know what I'm saying. If you put it in the hands of somebody that can really play this guitar, what does that guitar become worth at that point? Priceless. You know, if this was... Annabelle and I was watching uh, uh, American Pickers the other day. I had my teeth worked on, and I was just sitting, and, and that was on TV. And the, the guitar, the, the lead guitarist for Cheap Trick, I don't know if you all know them, but American Pickers... He, he had a guitar there. There was a custom-made guitar given to him. He played one time, one concert in 1975. Well, they were trying to say, what kind of value would that guitar have? 
And finally, he said, it's not going to cost you anything. I'm going to give it to you to hang on your wall. And they made such a big deal out of that. Now, it was just a guitar. But what made it special was that it had come and been played in the hands of a professional. Now, the reason I share this analogy is this. If this guitar represents our life, and I hold this guitar in my hand, I'm holding my life in my hands, it's not worth very much. However, if I put my life into the hands of the professional, which is Jesus Christ, how much more valuable does my life become? Just like this guitar means more in the hands of somebody that knows how to play it, my life means more if it's in the hands of the one who created it. It was an incredible analogy. I I share that analogy with you this morning for this reason. There are many adults as well. Yes, this was a youth camp, but I guarantee you there was adults that was listening to what was being said as well. And there are many adults today that have that same ideology. We think that we can take our lives and do with it as we so choose, when in reality, when I'm taking my life in my own hands and doing what I feel as though is right, rather than seeking the hands of the Father and doing what he feels is right, my life's not worth a whole lot. If you're here this morning and you are still running along that pathway where it's your life rather than your life in his hands, whether you're, when you're the Lord of your life rather than Jesus Christ being the Lord of your life, I'm telling you, your life can be worth so much more. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, these, these young people, and, and Carla and Corey, they, they had an incredible week this past week. I was only there a few days. Like I said, I had a, a doctor's appointment one day. I had a dentist another day. I, I was only there a few of the days. But they were there the whole week, and God was moving in their lives. And you could see in, in those 900-plus kids how God was moving in those lives. I know Thursday board meeting, I didn't get the final numbers, but when I was in the board meeting Thursday, as of the board meeting at noon Thursday, there had been 49 first-time professions of faith by then. And there were probably more because Thursday night was an incredible altar call as well. There was a lot of lives that were changed that day. There were a lot of lives that were put in the hands of the Father. And I would submit to you this morning that this today... Not only do those lives that, were, that made that decision need to be prayed for, there are lives this morning that still need to be changed. There may be somebody in here today that needs to, to hand that life off into the hands of the Father. If you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I would, I would submit to you that Jesus loves you, He cares for you, He created you, and there is no one that can design your life into a more melodious sound than Jesus Christ. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, he said, whomsoever believes, whomsoever believes in their heart and professes with their mouth that I am the Son of God, risen from the dead on that third day, so shall they be saved. If you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then you probably don't really fully comprehend the things that were being said up here by these kids, these young adults. But if you do, then you can... I think it was Amber who said that she couldn't explain it if you haven't ever been there. I can't explain to you the true feeling of salvation until you've been there. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I'm, I'm, I'm expressing to you this morning, it's not because he hasn't asked you, it's because you haven't humbled yourself and stepped into his hands. If you'd like to do that today, this altar will be open. 
I'd love to pray with you. If you're here this morning, and maybe you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, but you've taken it all, you, you just keep living your life by your ideology. You're trying to play your own instrument. And you might be somewhat good at it. But would you rather listen to some music that's somewhat good or put it in the hands of God where it's perfect? I would ask you this morning, even if you know the Lord is your Savior today, will you, will you make Him Lord of your life? Will you commit this day to turn your heart over to Him fully, completely? These young adults got up here and they spoke just now and shared stories, some of them funny. I, I told Kat I would have loved to have been security that night. That would have been hilarious. There's some funny stuff in there. However, there's some important stuff as well. Can you give your testimony? Are you willing to give your testimony? The story of my life, his point was, get out there and tell your story. It's not about the future as much as it's now. Are you Christ's emissary now? Don't wait for tomorrow, then the past is gone. Are you here now? In a moment, I'm going to lead us in a word of prayer. And I pray that if you are still waiting for that one circumstance to arise so that then you'll accept Christ, if you're still waiting for that one door to open so that you can be that missionary or be that teacher or whatever it is, and you're still waiting, I would say quit waiting and become what God wants you to be right now. Will you make that commitment today? And if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I don't care how, what, what your age is. You can be 6, 16, or 60, or, or 160. If there's breath in your body and you understand that you're a sinner in need of grace, understand that my God said that I will be your propitiation. I am the sacrifice. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man goes on to the Father but by me. Will you accept that today? Will you put your heart in the hands of God? Praise God for the testimonies of these young people. And, and guys, these these. Young adults are up here and the several others that went with us, you saw in the pictures, they need our prayers. All those that went to that camp, when they stepped back on, on off that, I, I kind of look at Alta Frio when it's being prayed over and the, it, it, it's like Satan's been excluded or pushed out and he, he's circling the camp, seeking whom he can devour. And a lot of times when those buses roll off that property, already he's starting to bite. There's a lot of young adults that needs our prayers. Rather than try to beat them and push them and tell them to sit down, sit down and shut up, let's lift them up and pray them up. And let God use them. Amen? Let's all stand. I want to lead us in a word of prayer. This altar will be open. I'd love to pray with you. And though I didn't get to the book of John this morning, understand that the, the message has already been spoken through these young adults, through Shane Pruitt, through the music that had been saying both here and there. The things that were done, that's of the Lord shall not return vain. His word when presented will make fruit if you so choose to allow it. Will you accept Christ today? Will you be willing to be used by God today? Are you ready to be that teacher? I don't know. I didn't ask her permission to share it. I don't think she'll mind. But one of the, great, one of the neat stories I heard there as well, the counselors, there was a big altar call and Carla was telling me, or it might have been Corey, one of them, I can't remember now, was telling me that they needed all the counselors leading these kids to Christ, and, and they were busy. Well, 
Cat stepped up and took our youth group, which it was pretty awesome. They had a pretty sick spot to, to come and have their Bible study. It was on the back porch looking over the river. It was a beautiful spot. But Cat brought them over there and sat them all down, and Cat just stepped right in and led the Bible study. And when, when Carla and Corey came over, they just were quiet and let her do it because they said she was doing such an incredible job. Praise God. Praise God, absolutely. Amen. Are you willing to be used the same way, to step out of your box and be, be led? Maybe he's calling you to be a teacher. Maybe he's calling you to be a missionary. Maybe he's calling you to be a, a youth leader. we got RA camp coming up. Men, maybe God's telling you you need to take vacation and come and help teach these boys how to make fire. It is amazing to me how, how many kids, city kids, that never have even made a campfire. And there's so many spiritual applications that can be brought in that stuff. You don't have to be a great theologian to be used by God. you just got to be willing to let God use you. Maybe that's you today. Maybe that's you today. I'm going to lead us in a word of prayer. This altar will be open. I'll pray with you and pray right where you're at. But let's put our faith back in the Lord and be his hands and feet today. Amen? Father God, I come before you, and I thank you for this opportunity to listen to the testimonies of these young adults as they got up and shared with us. And even the, the antics that went on in the, in, the, in the cabins, Lord God, will be things to help bring back the memories of the, the solid things as well. And maybe our boys, as, as when Jaden spoke out, maybe they were able to reach out into those other boys, and they're growing that much closer to you as well. There's so many ways that you work that is beyond our understanding. I pray that you're working those ways in here right now with us. If there's anyone here today, Lord, that has not surrendered to your authority, if there's anyone here today that has not, not allowed themselves to be just washed up with your grace and your love, if there's someone here today that still needs to take that step of obedience and step out to, in the direction you're leading them, I pray that you will give them that extra push. Give them that word. Give them whatever it takes so they will step out and be what you called them to be. God, may your will be done, not just in this church, but in every spirit within this church. For your church lies within the body of the believers. Not these walls, but each heart. If there's one heart that does not know you, may this be the day they accept you, Father. And may thy will be done. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. As we sing this morning, if God's speaking to you, please step out. If he's telling you to go hug a neighbor, pray for a neighbor commit to whatever it is, to camp, to missionary, uh, the, the going to the, the, becoming a theologian, I don't know. But will you do whatever the Lord's laid on your heart to do this day before it's too late? As we sing.